power to convict people accused of rape unless they have taken active steps to obtain consent for sex under a historic overall overhaul, which is to be announced today by the Attorney-General of the state, Mark Speakman. It all follows fierce public debate over existing laws. The changes, they say, will tackle a sticking point at many sexual assault trials, the reasonable grounds test. Juries will no longer be able to find a perpetrator had reasonable grounds to believe a victim was consenting unless they said or did something to obtain that consent. The major law reform is aimed at giving victims a greater chance of justice and addressing the significant underreporting of sexual assault. Well, if it achieves this, then I'm all for it. Uh, Hayley Foster is from Women's Safety New South Wales. They've been working hard for changes in this space. Hayley, good morning to you. Good morning, Marcus. Thank you for your time. Uh, this announcement will come as good news today for you. Yeah, it's a very good day for women's safety in New South Wales, I have to say. Um, we have been fighting for this law for, for some time. And, of course, it came off the back of Saxon Mullins' case, the Lazarus case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, look, today it is a very good day uh, for people experience, who have experienced sexual assault because we know at the moment that only 1.5% of sexual predators are actually brought to justice in this state um, and these changes will uh, help to, to change that. Mm. So, look, it's very complex, but juries will be empowered to convict people accused of rape unless they've taken active steps to obtain consent for sex. So, uh, look, again, you're going to come up against... I'm not telling you something you don't know, Haley, but you mm. will come up against a lot of opposition on this... Um, you know, people will say, well, you know, how do you ensure active consent has been undertaken and a whole range of other issues that will pop up? Mm. Well, look, what we're talking about is actually cultural change. You know, I think uh, we'd already gotten to the stage culturally where um, freezing and, of course, the law hadn't caught up yet. But that somebody's somebody freezing in a situation like that doesn't, um, you know, the fact that they didn't fight back physically doesn't mean that they didn't uh, that they consented. Um, this is sort of one step further and suggests that, you know, and look, it's not actually that hard if we think about it. It's about changing the culture and saying you can't assume consent. You need to be doing something or saying something. And, um, and you know, really, in practical terms, it is fairly simple. Mm. Juries will no longer be able to find a perpetrator had reasonable grounds to believe a victim was consenting unless they said or did something to obtain the consent. Mm, that's correct. So you need to be um, checking in with uh, your partner. And we look, we know that the greatest, um, you know, the highest rate of offending comes from young males between the age of 15 and 19 years of age. Um, and the same, you know, in terms of the, the victims are usually young schoolgirls. Uh, and, you know, in these cases, what we're, what this law will mean is that you need to check in. You, you can't just assume that consent. Um, you need to be able to give people an out and let when, them know when, they can say no. Hayley, when you say check in, um, mm. we got it's all right we've got adults listening to this program when you say check in i mean what do you mean just ask is it okay but, if we have sex? Is it okay that. if I exactly. do this? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you can set up um, different expectations around, um, you know, uh, physical kind of, because it can be through words or action as well, mm. but it's about that context. And I think it's about the law catching up with the idea that, you know, uh, 
consent is a dynamic thing. It can yeah. change over time. And so you can either use words or you can set things up and say, you know, um, let me know uh, beforehand if you don't want to do this anymore down the track. If there's anything that you don't want to do, um, you know, you can tap me or, you know, those sorts of things. But it's about having that conversation. Uh, you know, at the moment, yeah. many, many young girls will be in a situation where they, they fancy a young fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, you know, partway through and she, she might be kissing him, she might be going along with it, but she yeah. doesn't actually want to go all the way. And sure. if she's not given an opportunity to say that um, and that she's, you know, that she knows she's not pressured, um, then unfortunately, you know, in many, many, many cases, um, she will be doing something that she never consented to doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, critics will say, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate, trying to, uh, to analyse it from all sides here. People will come at you and say, well, you know, how on earth can we expect a 15, 16, even younger boy or a girl, for that matter, to have these kinds of conversations. I guess it needs to start with the changing of the law, number one, but also there needs to be a major educational push that that accommodates this change in law. Nothing, nothing excuses sexual assault, but we do need to clear up some of, uh, I guess, the discrepancies that are in place that's allowed for the... Well, for the lines, I hate to use this term, for the lines to be blurred, Haley, you know as well as I do that that's been a big part of the issue. 100%. Completely agree with you. Look, we need to have strong laws that act as a bottom line and yeah. send a very clear message to the community. But what we're hoping to hear from the Attorney General at the press conference this morning are comprehensive and sweeping reforms that include comprehensive education around consent for all ages, age appropriate, but for all ages through school um, ongoing, uh, as well as public campaigns around consent, which um, yeah. are happening and will continue. Um, but we need to make sure uh, that we're really clear. I've done this work in school. And I've mm. spoken to young people who have, have literally said to me, hey, miss, hey, miss, does that mean, is that rape? And, mm. you know, but it, it's very, very difficult when we explain the law and we explain that there are loopholes in it. So we need to be able to have strong laws that are very, very clear so that we can then do that educative work with young people. It's really good to talk to you, Hayley. Uh, well done on the work you've done in this space. It's, it's vitally important given that there is a national discussion at the moment on you know, attitudes towards women in general. Uh, I want mm-hmm. to ensure that young women are cared for and looked after, supported and cared for and protected by men uh, of all ages, and it starts with the changing of the law and, importantly, some education around it. Thank you so much, Marcus. And if I could just do a shout-out to Saxon Mullins, who really spearheaded this um, with her own case, yeah. um, and all to, to all sexual assault survivors, sorry, to all sexual assault mm-hmm. survivors out there, um, who have stood up and uh, tried to advocate for these laws, um, this, this win is yours. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk soon, Hayley. Wonderful. Thanks, Michael. From Women's Safety New South Wales, Hayley Foster.